So in the last couple of weeks we've been thinking about how we know what the gospel is and how we share the gospel and we have said knowing the gospel can be subdivided into three things which helpfully begin with the letters T, F and G. Can anyone remember what the T stood Truth. for? Thankfulness. Truth. Truth. The, t- the T stands for truth, yeah. that the gospel is true and the first thing about being able to share the gospel is to know the gospel and the first thing about knowing the gospel is to know that you know that you know that you know it is true that God is true that Jesus is true that it is the truth but then to be a person of truth don't think you can share the gospel if you are not a person who walks in truth not just the fact that God is true but that what you do and what you say and what you think and what you live is true so we need to be truth filled people what was the F? Forgiveness. No. Oh, I, like that, I don't know if it's right. Is it follow? Follow, yes. yes. Oh, that. So forgiveness doesn't exist then? No. Don't <laughs> The second part of knowing the gospel is to follow God in all he says. This basically means to obey his commandments, to be a person who walks knowing where Jesus is and aiming to line yourself up with him. And so tonight we're going to look at the third part of knowing the gospel. Spiritual gifts. Which is? Go. Remember? No, I did tell you when we started the series. Grow. Grow. Okay. okay. Yeah. And in order, in order to... In order to understand this, we're going to look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I've got a new Bible. What's the Bible? We did this in fact. We satellite this kind of exercise at Barnabas and we can't be crap. So, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Who would like to read? Romans Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Thank you. This that, is the word of the Lord. That was the word of the Lord from the New Living tra- Translation. Uh, but it's obviously saying the same thing as what we've got in the other Bibles in front of us. What are the key points of that passage? I'll read it. No, I can't read it because I can't see it with these glasses. Uh, (laughs) What are the key points of that passage? Not to conform to this world. Good. Mm. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Please God. And what else? There's one more thing. Stand from the devil. Doesn't say that. Behave to the customs. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, so the mind bit. So we've got... We've got um, offering your bodies, do not conform to the standard of the world, and renew your mind as the three key things of what that passage is talking about. And I want to suggest that that's to do with how we grow as Christians. And that it's about our relationship development and that we need to develop that relationship with God. And one of the things, first things I would say is if you can't look back over any given time period of a reasonable length, not 10 seconds, but maybe a year 
or even six months, if you can't look back over that and say, I have grown as a Christian, that in some ways I am, I've learnt new things, I'm walking more like God wants me to be, my relationship with God has developed over that six months, over that year, then something is wrong. Because you should be able to look back. And also when you look at others, sometimes it gets very frustrating because you think, ah, they became a Christian, why do they still swear? They became a Christian, why are they still doing those things? You ought to look at them and rather, rather than looking for the negatives of what they haven't changed in, say, can I see that they have grown as a person of God in that time? Can I see that in some ways they're seeking to get their life more lined up with God? And if you can do that, then we shouldn't get too panicky and pointing the finger at them and saying, you know, you've been a Christian now for three years and you still watch Neighbours. Is, is that how you should anyway? Hmm? Exactly. But it's so easy to stop saying to someone, you're a Christian, you can't do that. <coughs> well, actually, God says, are they growing? Are they moving forward? Because that's what he wants. Because his agenda is different to ours. My agenda might be to say, oh, someone's become a Christian, I want them to stop swearing. God might be saying, actually, justice is more important than that. Love is more important than that truth is more important than that I'm working on those areas of their life the stop swearing bit will come in time okay so we mustn't judge each other as Caleb said but we must be encouraging each other spurring each other on the Bible says to grow to relate with this person called Jesus so and the three ways that that would come out in our lives are the three ways that we just picked up out of this passage Firstly, that our bodies should be a living sacrifice. What do you think that means? Oh. Should Sorry. That, that our bodies should be a living sacrifice. What do you think that means? Sam? Uh, I, I, I'll answer in a minute. But isn't that in the um, like communion bit? Yeah. Like our bodies are living sacrifice. Yep. Yeah. The communion bit is. When you go and have communion on Thursdays, I say that. But um, isn't it just like, use your own body and your mind as well, I suppose, but to do whatever God asks you to? Yes. And to, yeah. That's something God challenged me with a few months ago. Yeah, in the summer, actually. He was, he was like, and there was something that I really wanted, and God was like, I'll, I'll give you this, only if you make your body a temple of the Holy, Holy Spirit. And I was like, how do I do that? And he's like, well, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. And in the end, there wasn't really a lot I could do. And the thing is, it's being pure, it's being as mm. holy as you can be, isn't it? That's right. It's really hard. And I, I know that I failed, but if we're trying, it's better than not even trying. It's good, it's good to, to strive mm. and fail. What rights does the sacrifice have? Sorry, what? Mm. what rights does the sacrifice have? The animal you're about to sacrifice, what rights do you have? To None. <laughs> None at all. I mean, in terms of, in terms of, you know, yeah. being able to kick up a fuss and say, I, I appeal to you. I've got my own sheep rights, and you know, you can't kill me. No, tough. You're dead. Yeah. Okay. So if we're a living sacrifice, the sacrifice was the like the best lamb was the yeah. God wanted the best one. Yeah. In the like until vampires bring back. 
definitely. And, and, and kill it and, and give it up. And, and it was gone. Okay. Given away the, the most money they'd ever had and stuff. So if we're going to be a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, the first thing is we have to be the best possible thing we could give to God. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is we've got no right to say, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be... I don't want to do that, God. I don't want to go up to that person and tell them that they're a stinking atheist, but I love them. Or whatever. Always the things that you don't want to do that <coughs> ends up making you do, isn't it? Yep. Because he's actually like, I'm God, not you. Because I find that so much in my life. But it's because the, when you start thinking about them, like the only reason you're thinking about them in the first place is probably because God put it on your heart and he's, he's changing it. Because if I didn't want to do something, oh, like if that thought in the first place, that's there, whereas if it wasn't there, yeah. if it was just completely oblivious to me, it wouldn't be something God would bring into my life. It'd be like, I really, really don't want to do the youth work. I really, really don't want to do it. But then it's on my heart, and then those people are on my heart, and then God's changing my heart, and then that's what I'm doing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> so actually, it's a good check to say, am I living my life my way, or am I living my life as a sacrifice for God? Mm. And the the next bit which says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, what are the ways, what are the sort of things that dictate the lifestyle I Uh, have? Oh, I I live in an older world, (laughs) not myself. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... So what are the things that are the patterns of this world, would you say? I'll ask it that way then. then sex. You Drugs. Well, God made sex. sex. Promiscuous sex. Sex use for your own gratification. gratification. Thank you. Drugs. Yeah? It's like, do I read my um, girly magazine or my Bible? <laughs> mm-hmm. which, one tells me what, which one tells me what I should be doing? The okay. um, new look or the... Fashion. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, it, it depends on how fashion is probably neutral, mm. but having to have the latest yeah. fashion, whatever it costs, and it chuck away what you. Also, I always find myself judging people on the clothes they wear. It's appalling. We, we find ourselves judging you. Yeah, <laughs> no. I wouldn't blame you, actually. I do look like a tramp today. Good. I, 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 I appreciate people that look like tramps. I think it's like anything. made you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> like anything of the world that is that is okay can become an addiction and then that's when it becomes right. everything can be manipulated. The bad thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like food. I feel like the world says it's like more often than not it's alright to push the boundaries. Yeah. Like really yeah. far. Yeah. Always take it to the next level. Sort yeah. of mm-hmm. Like the thing that I've kept coming back to since the bloody back to reality. Oh, that place sticks in my mind. Anyway, is um <laughs> the thing we we're talking about with um we shouldn't be pushing boundaries as hard as you can, you should be fleeing from them. Yeah, as said, and that's all that society says us to do. There's something that you can't do, okay, but you can go every step up to it before you do it. Mm-hmm. Just think about your parents. Sure, I understand that. Not. My father used to say, my used to say, um, if you were, if we were stood on a cliff top, you'd be as far back as you could be, not run up to the edge and see how far you'd go before you fell off. Definitely. It's like people are looking for those boundaries, isn't it? Because that's why they push them and they wait for someone to say, actually, you know, you've gone too far. And that's why they're always pushing, 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 looking for where the end of the place is stopped, but they go past it. Mm. 
Look at that smack. Not the moment you're looking. Don't go past that thing. <laughs> I think, like, there's a boundaries and stuff. I think Satan tempts us to do it. Especially when you're really trying with the Lord, because then he can really embarrass you. And you just feel crap. Mm. I think that's why we shouldn't push, push boundaries. That's why I try not to, because I know that it's going to end in me feeling really crap and really embarrassed. It's hard, though, isn't it? It's really hard. So I'm just trying to work out. It's really hard because um, society is looking for boundaries, whereas where society's taken boundaries out, but people still need them, like in our lives. We need, like, we need that kind of what's good and what's bad, not this everything's good for you really, only in only some of it's bad. Like you know, like society makes everything yeah, good yeah, whereas yeah. whereas it there's actually good and bad. And um and it, so society's always looking for those boundaries that, that it's taken away from itself. And so Okay. All of that accepted, how do we discover and grow to be more like what God wants so we're not conforming to the patterns of this world how do we keep a check on ourselves to enable ourselves to grow into the image of Jesus and to grow in our relationship with him it's just like reading the word isn't it, and seeking him mm-hmm. I think it's also like a very personal thing because obviously this time has changed since the Bible's written so everything that we're going to be tempted by now might not have existed or existed in the same form when the Bible was written. Yeah. So and like, I know for me, I have a very self. Uh, I have a very aware awareness of when I'm doing something that I know is wrong. So I really stop it. The police I'm, are chasing I'm you normally. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But yeah. And it is. It's like a lot to do with conscience. I don't know if I agree. Like with the Bible. Mm. No, I'm not saying like. It's out of date or anything. I know yeah, yeah, I'm not saying, but uh. but for me as well, because I find it very hard to read the Bible. The manner of temptation is different yeah. because yeah. they didn't have billboards stick billboards around with all the advertising saying get get yeah. get whatever. You didn't have television. You didn't have yeah. video. So that sort of thing is different. But the actual stuff inside all of that yeah. is the same. It's the yeah. That's why the Bible was so great that it's mm. it's it's, it's ageless. Yeah, it's ageless. Yeah. But the problem is, and this was true in the Bible time as it is now, that the pattern of this world, the temptations, shout and scream. God's voice whispers. Mm. And, you know, taking our culture, our world, the, the stuff that screams at you because it's there all the time and it's in your face. And you, even if you choose to avoid it, you will not be able to totally avoid it, is the advertising, is the, is the sort of images on television and all that sort of stuff. Whereas the Bible whispers in the sense that you can avoid it unless you make an effort to yeah. look at I it. I think once you're in the Bible, once you're with the Bible, it does scream yeah. once, yeah. well, once you're in a pattern. But you have to have yeah. chosen to tune in, whereas with the rest <sighs> of the stuff, it's there all the time. And you have to tune it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So... How do we help each other to tune out the world and tune into Jesus? I think that we have to keep like that's um or you have to be really willing to to tell people what your what you what your failings are, what your you've got to try and be honest with people and with so they can help you be accountable to it, like what you're saying you wanna do, like 
I'm saying I don't want to swear, I don't want to swear, I don't want to swear, but if, I don't, if I'm just swearing all the time and, telling, and, and not telling people that that's, I really don't want to swear, then, and, do you know what I mean? If you've, if you've got Christian friends around you who can be, who can be there and be like, Violet, you know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you said you weren't, you know, should we pray about it? It's better to be in that situation rather than to be trying to do it on your own and, yeah. and then when you're around with other people, do you know what I mean? It's the hardest to do it on your own. I think it's affirming each other as well, mm. like building each other up. Just like waiting like this, isn't it? So but and even when, <coughs> even, I, you know, I, I work in a Christian environment all, like, all the time, and I find it, <coughs> and I find it really affirming, so that, so that when people tell me what the, my qualities are, I then automatically realise, actually, the areas of my life that are not. And I think that really helps work out what's of Christ and what's not. So I think we need to be affirming. I don't think we're, we're like affirming enough with each other. I don't think we're uplifting enough with each other. We just love banter as Christians, don't we? Because mm. it's not cussing, but it is, it's comedy. But it's not. It's truthful, isn't it? It's truthful. It does help. And, I, and I'm the banter king. I'm the king. I don't, I'm so bad at it. Like well, I would argue that it's not wrong to do that, providing it is done in the context of building each other up as the other thing that we're really doing and the thing is we forget the context of building each other up and we don't build each other up so that we can have the little playful chat we just do the little playful stuff I don't think banter can ever build anyone up no banter can't itself but if we are generally saying hey that was really good thank you for that that really blessed me did you know this blah 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 oh by the way your scarf looks stupid that would be different but we only do the oh by the way your scarf looks stupid I think it's a really dangerous thing when someone like Mike Pilarchi Soul Survivor is just spending all his time like he, he probably is really like affirming if you're listening Mike we're not against you we love you brother he's probably really affirming to like Tim Hughes when they're not on uh, when they're like in the like in but the, in public yeah yeah when they're together but and that sends out the wrong message to I think like other to younger Christians and they think it's okay, okay. To then it's then okay to act like that and mm. I think it's quite dangerous but he does apologise quite a lot but I think it's it's a very dangerous trap to trap to fall into. Mm. Yes, I agree. So, <laughs> I mean, and in one sense, it's a Christian way of conforming to the pattern of this world, because we're not actually being rude and shouting at people, but we are belittling people. Yeah, and we know we. I, I, I think it's, we know we're belittling them because that's what we're trying to do. Mm. But we're trying to do it sneakily. It'd be like Satan does, does things sneakily. So it's so yeah. hard to be that blatant, and it's so hard just to like express any kind of feelings of positivity, yeah. like in pretty much any kind of circumstance. Whereas to have that little playful insult or whatever, it's so much easier. It just takes practice. I think the more yeah. you do it, the more you're positive to people. The easier it is. Like. Mm. It's a challenge, definitely a challenge. So hard to just, even when you feel like crap, to just be affirming to people and to make and to build them up. Yeah, it's so difficult. And if they're being rude to you as well, like how do you? Because, in terms of the gospel and knowing the gospel, the gospel is about building people up. The gospel is about, you know, God is first and I'm last, and other people. I've got to work for for their blessing, for their benefit. And that's how we're going to 
grow into Jesus because Jesus at the end of the day even though he knew he was going to have the worst night in history washed his disciples feet what amazing man and the third bit in this passage says do not conform any longer in this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and I think that is the key thing that if we really allow God into our minds to be the thing that drives our minds then that would make a massive difference to the way we live and I'm going to do three more letters twice now and these are not TFG three more letters well actually most people live a life which is body mind and spirit in other words, the body is at the top, the body controls things, it says something, the mind thinks, oh, we've got to get this one sorted out, and the spirit obeys. So, for instance, the body says, I'm hungry. The mind says, go and find some food. The spirit says, nothing, yeah. don't get much choice about it. Okay? The body says, I feel like sex. The mind says, better go and find a way of doing it. The spirit doesn't get much of a say. The spirit gets crushed in that relationship. And that is the pattern of the world. But I don't think it's the way God made us. God made us spirit, mind and body. So that the spirit says, I'm fasting. The mind says, I must take my mind off food. And the body says, I'm hungry, but I have to do what I'm told. Really? Then does the body always do what it's told? If we've got ourselves that way up, then the body will come into that context. The spirit says, I am going to remain a virgin until I'm married. The okay. mind says I've got to train myself not to have sex on my, you know, not to have sex on my brain. The body says I'm going to have to cope with this because it's the submissive partner, not the dominating partner. And the world's way is to have the body as the dominating party, party, partner. I feel for this. I'll do it. Crush your spirit because the spirit doesn't get a look in. God's way is to have the spirit as the dominating partner, and the spirit says I will do it God's way and the others follow suit and I think that when we get to uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that is actually saying let the spirit dominate your mind and not the body it's that whole thing about being reborn in Jesus isn't it mm-hmm. the spirit is refreshed so saying renewing your mind is like the same process, but with your mind. Yeah. Yes, sir. How do you re- how do you refresh your mind? Would you say this? How do you refresh your mind? Is Good. it by spending time with the Lord? A. Spending time with the Lord, falling in love with Jesus, growing the relationship. But then I think God has given us some powerful tools as well, in order to do that. And the first one is the Bible, and not just reading it, but memorizing it going a bit further than reading, but remembering scriptures. Because I've found that often those things pop into my mind when I need them, because I'm either being strongly tempted or because I'm in a situation where I need some input from God. And verses that I memorized a long time ago come back into my mind, and I think that fits this situation amazingly. And it enables me to exercise some control over my mind and my body because there is the word of God in my mind so to put some effort into learning scripture 
is good and important. Developing a relationship with Jesus. Telling Jesus you love him out loud is important. Telling God you love him out loud is important because it lines you up with the truth. Going back to this thing of truth, follow, grow. We grow as we line ourselves up with the truth. And we grow towards God if we're lined up with him. And the, the basic truth that we have is the Bible. So if you start confessing the truth of the Bible. It's not, isn't it? Like mm. saying you love God. It's not all you should do. It's like, if I was, if I was to say to a, to a girl, I love you, then that's it. And don't back it up with any... Admonition is probably the wrong word. Back it up with action. Yeah, back it up with any actions. Back it up with any loving acts, loving loving deeds. Then it's crap, isn't it? It's rubbish. Yes and yes, and no and no. It's not just enough to say. It's not enough to say I love you. But if you say I love you, you are then push putting yourself in a position where you need to do some of the backing up. If you don't say I love you, you can get out of it. So so yeah, absolutely. So saying it is important, but also it's important because it's the word of truth and confessing truth and confessing scripture and confessing, to, speaking out loud God's words is powerful. So speaking to God out loud is more powerful actually than just praying prayers in your head because the Bible says and God says words have powerful effect and they demolish strongholds and they build you up and so forth. Which is why, going back to the banter stuff, if we're only ever knocking each other down, that's powerful. We need to be building each other up. And it's difficult because we always feel that anything positive sounds so hollow and stupid. It's because it's just sincerity, isn't it? Mm. We don't believe ourselves to be sincere. Like, I, if I build someone up, I think, oh man, I sound like such an idiot. When that, when that actually, no, it, it was a great thing to say. Mm. But I just think we're really scared of being sincere and being honest. But we're scared, honestly. It's, it's the world's way of God's way. Because in, in the world, saying, oh, you're brilliant, and oh, you, do, you look so beautiful, and I really like the way you did your hair, I really like saying things like that, every, whereas if, if, if you're just like, she's lying. <laughs> Yeah. 
But actually, we talk. We need to talk about people's spirit, mm-hmm. and we need to talk about people's soul, because well, that's important. With non-Christians, especially, that's like to compliment someone's body is almost seen as the best kind of compliment you can get. Yeah. I get the words. Back to truth, Rob. <laughs> Just have a look at my MySpace page, maybe. <laughs> what is your MySpace page saying? Huh? All from me. The one with me and Mark. Oh. MySpace is the most evil thing ever. I love it so much. <laughs> mm. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's being sincere, but it's it's actually saying, I think the easiest thing, and the easiest way to start, is to say, thank you for things. Yeah. Because A, that gets you away from thinking about the body. Because you wouldn't say to someone, thank you that you've got such a wonderful nose. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> you're, you're talking about... You're talking about what people are like, what people's character is, what people have done. And you're saying, you know, I appreciated the way that you acted in that situation. I appreciated the things you said. And that is encouraging each other to grow in God's way. So to sum up then, knowing the gospel is about knowing that God is true and really coming to an understanding and an acceptance that this is true. And you know, just being able to say, I know this is true and anything that counteracts this I know is false and I know God is true and then to follow the commandments to follow what God the way God teaches you to live in this and then to grow in that relationship with God so that you're always becoming more like the person that Jesus is as a living sacrifice to move yourself forward that is the vital thing about knowing the gospel And next time we'll start talking about how you share the gospel. That will be scary. We could have like do that and the following first day we could go out on the streets and just evangelise them. After we've done the three weeks on sharing the gospel, yes indeed. That'll be the week no one turns up. Can we think of a letter of A between S and M and then it'll be like my name it'll be Sam Bat okay spirit and mind body no spirit Spirit, attitude mind body I don't want it to be a good letter I just want it to be a letter that we can put in there oh beginning with A yeah spirit Abraham (laughs) it'd work for me hmm if any of our listeners can think of what the A between the S and M could stand for so that it actually says Sam B being Sam Bat then please write in to Sam Bat BBC Broadcasting House but he might not be here next week ah so that one see see that that wasn't affirming was it that wasn't affirming I won't be here next week (laughs) either either week anyway okay we'll end this here